You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that will teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome back to Main Character Energy. I am just reflecting on the fact that it has been one year today since I temporarily moved from New York City to Toronto, Canada to participate in a summer business accelerator with House. House is a think tank. It's an extension of the Weekend's XO brand, and it's run by his creative director, Lamar Taylor, along with Ahmad Ishmael. And last summer was... It changed the course of my business, absolutely. Not only did it help me sharpen my skills, but I met so many great people. It was also great for me just to be in a different space. That was very, very important at the time. And I'm just sitting here thinking about how that was one year ago today and how much has changed since that. So, I I mean, I lived there for about eight weeks. I've caused a lot of stir because... I think a lot of people think I moved there, moved there. It was temporary. But uh, in that eight weeks, I was taking free business courses and I was networking with different founders and creatives. I was staying close to one of my closest friends and hanging out a lot, a group of friends that I have there, which was awesome. And during that program, there was a lot of knowledge that was shared with us. It was an opportunity of a lifetime. It shaped my business in more ways than one. And so let's start from the beginning. I I definitely want to be able to share some of the amazing gems that were shared with me because in the spirit of house, that's exactly what the program's kind of set up for. It's for, you know, house tenants. That's what they that's what we're called when you're in the program to be able to share and pass along these resources because these are tools that these founders and entrepreneurs wanted to come in and drop with us to make them more accessible and help us kind of be better and learn from their mistakes, which I thought was, you know, really awesome initiative. So let's start from the beginning. 2022 was quite the year for me, to be honest. 2022 was year two of full-time entrepreneurship for me. And a lot of things unexpectedly came to a halt before it really even began. I lost my stepdad and I lost one of my best friends who was like a brother to me within two weeks of each other. And this was the end of January, beginning of February. So I had to take some time away, of course, to just like be with my family and be with my friends throughout these, through these tragedies. Both were very sudden. And I basically spent February through April back in LA just to like handle arrangements and support my mom, support my friend's mom and sister and things like that. So it was a very heavy start to the year to say the least. But I will say that that time made me so grateful for my journey. And it made me so grateful that I had the freedom and flexibility to step away from my business. And I didn't have to worry about like PTO and bereavement days. Luckily, I had clients at the time who were very understanding because since I'm in the very beginning stages of my business, I'm not completely out of my business yet. It was a lesson on, you know, how to structure my business so that I can step away more. But all in all, I was able to take the time that I needed to not only grieve, but just 
try to make sense of like what, you know, what was going on. So it took a little bit to get back in the swing of things after that. I, I feel like, you know, I was having a lot of momentum with my business and all of that just had to be put on pause. But around April, May, as I was starting to kind of get back onto my goals and catch up and get back to growing the business and come back to like all these lofty goals that I set at the top of the year that I felt so behind on, I actually heard back from a program, a business accelerator that I applied to that I completely forgot about. I think like the beginning of June, maybe the end of May, I heard back from House, House being the business accelerator based in Toronto. And they let me know that I got accepted into two of the programs that I applied to, which was like, it was so uplifting during the time because again, I felt extremely disconnected from everything I had planned on doing and needed a pick me up to be honest, just because, you know, things had been so heavy. So getting that news was awesome. I was doing one workshop in New York City and there was another program for Black entrepreneurs in Toronto. So basically the the New York City program was first. It, It happened in July. It was a one day challenge So the house team actually handpicked 30 creatives from the New York City area to come participate in the House Labs Challenge. And House Labs is basically like these workshops that they were doing on the road with the Weekends World Tour. And since New York City was the first stop out of Toronto, it was actually their first program in the States. So it was really cool to be a part of that. We did basically like a pitch competition is the best way I can kind of explain it. The day started off with like a panel. We got to hear from like really great leaders, StockX, NFT Now, a few other organizations came in, kind of gave us some business advice. And then they basically put us in teams of five and we got started on working on concepts that were in support of the weekends after hours till dawn world tour. It was so exhilarating. I love working, you know, with other creatives. We came up with some cool concepts. We had to then like present it by the end of the day. And I remember just when I left recording a TikTok where I just was like, I I had so much adrenaline because it just felt good to be able to be in spaces like that with, you know, just other like-minded, go-getting type people. And if you know me, you know that I've always been such a huge fan of The Weeknd and all of his projects. So it was awesome being with the team that day. And it was just the beginning. I mean, that was just a taste because two weeks later, I was going to be in Toronto for what was supposed to be a 10-week program. Uh, it still was. It was a, it was a 10-week program. I participated for the second half of it because since it was in Toronto, I actually had to like make arrangements to basically like up and move there for this program. There was no Zoom, but they said I can still come. So I did that. So this time last year, I was sitting in my first class in Toronto. I rented a space that was like not too far from it. It worked out just like at the last minute, but it was one of those things where everything was very aligned because I had made the space for it in my head. I said, I'm doing this. This is a great opportunity. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but like, I'm going to figure it out. And that's exactly how it went. So I ended up moving there for Black House. Black House was a program designed for Black entrepreneurs. 
they provided like Saturday courses. So every week we would meet and they'd have a different business owner or kind of like an associate of the house team come through and give us some advice, just basically kind of sharing lessons learned, things that they wish they knew, things that they could help share with us so that we can avoid. And also they were just kind of like sharing some of the milestones that they've hit and giving us like real numbers and things like that. I I think that that was really important for me because along this journey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gatekeeping. There's a lot of times where you kind of see, you know, LLC Twitter is what I, (laughs) is what I love calling it. And you see those like growth hacking type entrepreneurs who talk about making like six, seven figures in their business and you can do it too in the masterminds and all these types of things. But it's so refreshing to actually hear from, you know, some individuals that were really willing to be honest about their growth, the highs, the lows. And what I wanted to do today is I want to share some of the lessons and some of the gems that were dropped during that program a combination of what I learned during House NYC and Black House in Toronto that have stuck with me today. I think that this program has had a lasting impact. I still talk to a lot of the creatives who were in the program. I have mentors that have come out of that program. Fun fact, one friend that I met in the program actually designed the cover art for the podcast. So it's definitely had lasting effects. It's definitely become super meta. So here are six business essentials that I learned from Black House. Let's get into it. So the first lesson that I wanted to share, invest in yourself. I put this as the first one because I think it's very clear that this experience was me investing in myself, but I want to be very explicit that investing in yourself doesn't always have to look like hiring an expensive business coach or spending a lot of money on courses. I think those things are great. And I think the conversation tends to come to that point where it's like, I think I need a business coach, but I'm not sure yet. I say investing in yourself can start anywhere. I think that that might be like a tier, you know, the next tier after you use free resources, utilize your network Invest in yourself by like investing your time into things that will help you be successful. One way that I've invested in myself over the past couple of years since I've started my business was deciding that every quarter I'm going to do some sort of retreat for myself where I can both relax and kind of have that creative space to think about fun, creative, new ideas for the direction of my business. Investing in myself can look like investing my time in certain programs like I did with House. I mean, House was free and that was an amazing experience. And I did, you know, relocate for it, but that was also an investment. I remember, you know, thinking I'm going to have to rent a place. I already, I have an apartment back in New York and, you know, it's not cheap, but it's an opportunity that I didn't want to pass up. And that investment just came really easy. So Whether or not you take it that far, definitely utilize some of the, you know, free workshops, free webinars. I know in New York State, 
there's a New York State business website that has a ton of free resources, especially for women of color, women entrepreneurs in general. There's a lot of spaces and accelerators that you can tap into. But at the very least, besides just like learning new skills and networking, investing in yourself can just look like doing what you need to do to take yourself to the next level, like mentally, emotionally, physically, all those things kind of work together to help you be successful. So number two, read contracts backwards. This was a good one. This was from a uh, legal expert that joined us at house. And this one stuck with me because as somebody who is not a legal expert, but somebody who does have to deal with contracting on a regular basis, this tip just kind of helps you see through the noise because contracts can be very dense, right? There could be a lot of information that you look at and you're like, I don't even know what this means. I don't know where to start. It feels like a foreign language. But we did a lesson at Black House where we walked through the sections of a contract, which sounds probably incredibly boring, but the tip to always read contracts backwards helps you realize that you can read any contract and why it won't be too intimidating no matter what it is. Because the fact is the beginning of contracts are always set up pretty much the same. It starts with the parties involved, the dates involved, you know, some of the basic agreements that are in there. And you know those things. Those are things that you already are aware of. So what you need to do is you start at the end of the contract because that's where all the important stuff is. So start there before you're fatigued by reading through this long, dense contract that just doesn't make sense. And now the words are starting to jumble up on the page because it's just too much. The end is usually where the important things are. And a lot of people just bank that you might not make it to the very end. So start there, work your way to the front. Another lesson learned in that same workshop, number three, don't focus on making money, focus on ideas. You want to be in creative flow whenever possible. As long as you're in creative flow and as long as you're able to produce ideas, you're capable of making money. If you lead with trying to make money, it's going to block you from having creative flow to come up with ideas. So if you are coming up with ideas and protecting your intellectual property and what is intellectual property? Let's let's start there. Your IP, your intellectual property, it's the work or it's the invention that is the result of your creativity. It's like if you have a manuscript or you have a design or you have just something that is rooted in your creativity, you want to protect that. You want to have the rights, basically like a patent, a copyright, a trademark, protecting that idea so that it can make you money right? So we were learning in this lesson and it was just such an eye-opener that a lot of people who are super successful, they've made money off of their IP. If you have, for example, a name like, you know, think about Barbie, for example, because it's coming to the top of my mind right now with, with the movie reaching $1 billion today. If you have the idea for Barbie, you patent it, you put your trademark on it, Anytime somebody wants to use that likeness, you're making money and you, and you're making money off of one idea that can be turned into products, can turn into just 
likeness, anybody who wants to talk about it, anybody who wants to use the logo, you are generating income that way. And so what you want to do is every time you have literary, artistic works, a symbol, a design, something that's original, solidify that. Even if you're not going for, you know, copyright trademark right away, because you do need to talk to copyright and trademark, you know, attorneys, and they can give you information on how to do that. Even so, make your idea so rooted in yourself and in your brand that you're making your likeness known and then make protecting your IP that next step. This will generate income for years to come. So as long as you have ideas, you will make money. Number four, following up is an act of love. Now this one stood out to me, especially because it came from somebody who was speaking on the panel at House in New York City. And, you know, we are super excited to be in front of all of these incredible, successful business leaders. And all of us were, you know, thrilled to probably slide in their DMs afterwards or connect on LinkedIn afterwards and make sure that they know who we are, thinking that we could potentially work with them or collaborate or even have a coffee with them, pick their brain, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes it can be intimidating because you know that these people, since they're so successful, they are very busy and they might work at huge companies that are doing amazing things. And I thought it was really important that this panelist said following up is an act of love because it was basically a signal not to be too intimidated if you don't get the response that you're looking for right away or if somebody doesn't like reach back out right after you contact them. I definitely know that this is kind of an age that we're in where there's a lot of overwhelm, a lot of fatigue. There's that always on culture. We're so accessible with like texting, social media, all of the things that I think that being able to have that reminder that following up is okay, as long as you're not being annoying, right? Like I I don't think that she means, you know, send a message every week until you get a response. But sometimes people would just really appreciate when you follow back up because maybe they're not, you know, meaning not to get back to you. But, you know, perhaps especially if they're in a position where they want to be a mentor or they've explicitly said that they are looking to expand their network or making themselves open to you, that it's just a helpful thing to shoot your shot and be a little bit persistent and don't take it too personally. So that's how I received it. Number five. Be able to sell air, a.k.a. know your value proposition. Now, Ahmad Ishmael, who is the co-founder of House, says that you need to understand the demand of your business to make them understand the desire for your business. Make them understand. So how do you do that? You need to know your offer. You need to create a compelling presentation in an uncompromising delivery. And then you need to go the extra mile to care about the details beyond business. And you need to be human. I think that's an aspect that gets left out a lot. And especially as somebody who is constantly pitching like media and and different brands and businesses for like partnerships, adding that human element makes people care because think about how many like pitches and proposals people are getting on a regular basis. And if you're able to just take that extra step to say, who is this person that I'm speaking to? Like, tailor your pitch 
customize it, personalize it, think about who they are and what they typically invest in. During the program, I really enjoyed that we were able to watch a lot of Shark Tank. We actually watched the Canadian version of Shark Tank, which I'm going to have to look up the name of it, but it's it's basically very similar. It has a different name, but same concept. And we watched people do their different pitches. And we kind of got a chance to watch the instructors break them down and tell us what they thought were strong pitches and what they thought were weaker pitches or what they could have done better. And one big thing, I'm just going to kind of compare it to like the U.S. version Shark Tank, is if you know, you know, what Mark Cuban invests in and you know a little bit about, you know, their interests, their goals, and you really want their buy-in, that's going to help. You got to incorporate those things into what you're pitching. And I think not only that, if I had to just kind of expand on that a little bit about what else makes a strong pitch in general knowing your value prop, but also knowing like your mission and the greater good of what you're doing. Because things that feel too salesy don't feel great, but things that kind of sell a solution or sell a lifestyle beyond just a product, that goes a long way. So be able to sell air, know your value proposition. The more you can personalize, the more you can bring human elements to your pitch the more people will actually care. And here is the last lesson. Do something to drive your business forward or your brand forward every day. This one also just reminds me of like the mission as you know, that we have to remove overwhelm, the mission that we have to like not feel like there's so many things that we could be doing, but to be present and feel grateful that the progress we're making like real time. Whether that's being intentional about what you're learning or doing kind of like one thing that provides value, adds value to what you're doing, that's all you need to do. Like you could have the longest to-do list, which my lists have lists, but if I know that today I listen to a really inspiring podcast or better yet, today I'm recording a podcast episode that I know is going to help hopefully draw in the right community, the right listeners, keep my podcast active. I want to grow. I want this to, you know, be bigger than it is. I want it to be something that is like my IP, something that's a reflection of me, something that I created. I want to make sure that I am being intentional about doing one thing per day that is driving that brand forward so that I don't have to feel guilty that I didn't complete everything on my to-do list. So what could that look like? If you really simplify it, something that moves the needle forward every day could be networking. It could be like making the time to connect with another creative, maybe setting up like a coffee date. It could be reading a book, like maybe you're learning a new skill, or maybe you're reading a book about somebody else's experiences that can help just inspire you or kind of give you another perspective, that is considered moving forward because you have a piece of information that you didn't have before. Or, you know, something that drives the needle forward could be even signing up today for a webinar that you see. Maybe you see a webinar, maybe you see a networking event happening, and you can just go ahead and sign up for it. And you can feel like today you did something that moves the needle forward because now you set yourself up for something down the line that could be really useful. 
that way you don't get to a point maybe a month from now when you haven't really done something consistently to drive the business forward. You don't have to feel like, damn, I'm like, I'm really slacking. I don't have anything coming up. I don't have anything like on my radar. No, you did something weeks ago to move the needle forward for today. That's why I try to make goals around like monthly networking, monthly learning, monthly, you know, whatever it is. Try to set that up into your routine on a regular basis and you'll be killing it. You should be proud of yourself if you did even one thing that drives the business forward. So those are my business lessons, the essential lessons that I've learned since I, you know, started participating in House a year ago. It has been an incredible journey. I hope to continue to, you know, surround myself in spaces with like-minded people and folks who can really continue to pour into me, but also I can pour into them and share these types of tips with anybody who may not have access to accelerators like that. But I just want to leave off of this episode saying that for anybody who wants to even set up something like that, and we can create our own opportunities, we can create our own platforms. I am so down to create spaces where we can do those things, ask questions, exchange notes. So just know that we can do our very own incubator, accelerator, program, think tank, just building community. That's where it really starts. Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tiff or Die and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind-the-scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.